It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Hope your weekend is going well. On this Sunday morning, it is May the 14th for 2023 and coming up as always, we have seven days of real estate and it's been another busy week and that includes talking to Nicola Powell, the Senior Research Analyst from Domain and this morning again we're going to run over those numbers for Canberra, Perth and Adelaide. She spoke to all of that earlier in the week. We also caught up with Trudy Salick this week from Port Macquarie and she is very busy renovating homes. She's done three, she's looking for her fourth property and I ask her about some of the challenges with regards to renovating and you'll recall that many people stepped away from doing exactly that. Also in the last seven days we spoke to Mark McPherson from Coogee about the market there and what's happening and we also spoke to Christian Lonzi from Mooney Valley about real estate. So we will check on all of that coming up in just a moment. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. And sticking with those CoreLogic figures on the residential property market for this month, I see the value of first home buyer finance rose 12.3% through March. First home buyers finance accounted for 24.7% of owner-occupier finance in the month, which is above the decade's average of 23.7%. And the portion of home sales that took place in regional Australia comprised an estimated 37% of home sales in the three months to April. Now this is down from a peak of 42.3% in the three months to September of 2020, but it does remain above the decade average of 35.3%. And if you're celebrating your birthday today for May the 14th, happy birthday to you. You share your birthday with Sofia Coppola, the American filmmaker. She is turning 51. George Lucas, the Star Wars director, is turning 77. Mark Zuckerberg is 39. And David Byrne, the front man of Talking Heads. He's turning 71 today. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country we go. Let's check on the all-important Sunday weather. And good morning if you're in Sydney, expecting some showers in the forecast with 21. In Melbourne should be a pleasant sunny Sunday with 20 degrees. In Brisbane, expecting some showers today with 23. And in Perth, the sunshine continues, expecting 21 as your forecast high. 
Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. Adelaide House prices, there are actually only two capital cities that have a current record high house price and Adelaide is one of those. It's been quite a remarkable price cycle for Adelaide because we've seen prices, house prices, Prices rise for 11 quarters in a row, which means that homeowners have experienced this continuous stretch of growth, which means we've seen a new record house price every single quarter for almost three years in Adelaide. Gee, there's there's not too many cities that can say that in terms of just not going backwards and holding steady. I guess that's what happens when you come off a low base. And let's move to Canberra right now. Have house price falls accelerated over the March quarter is the question there. Canberra was one of those markets that did show greater weakness and we did see house price falls accelerate over the most recent quarter. Canberra is now the capital city that is currently furthest from its respective price peak. We've seen house prices pull back by almost 11% from its price peak, which was mid of last year. But again, I always think that context is really important. We saw Canberra see one of the biggest upswings during that pandemic period of growth compared to any other capital city. Canberra saw house prices rise 51%, which is a phenomenal rate of growth. Nearly $400,000 was added to the median house price during the pandemic. And what we've seen so far is a pullback. I think, you know, the fact we saw such extreme rates of price growth does put Canberra in a more vulnerable position to a bit of a correction. And that's totally what we're seeing now. But that correction that we've seen, we've seen house prices pull back by roughly $127,000. That's nothing compared to what we saw during the upswing. All right, let's move to Perth and have house prices in Perth reached an all-time high? And also, what is the trend in the quarterly house price growth there? So we have seen Perth reach a new record high over the March quarter, and it now means that Perth and Adelaide are our only capital cities to have a record high house price. I think this speaks to two things. You know, the growth in Perth was much has been much more subdued during the pandemic compared to some of our other capital cities. And I also think it speaks to the affordability that Perth offers. Um, we have seen prices continue to rise, but again, we're seeing that momentum being lost in terms of the pace of growth over the most recent quarter. So we are seeing growth, but it is slowing down compared to what we did, what we had seen. House prices increased 1.2% over the quarter, and we've got a median house price in Perth of $672,000, which is a record high for Perth. Okay, so patiently waiting, uh, people in Hobart who have seen a bit of a decline, has the pace of the decline in Hobart's house prices eased over the March quarter? So Hobart's one of those interesting markets and I would put it into the bucket of Canberra as well because Canberra and Hobart saw the biggest uplift in price during the pandemic and what we're seeing now is those two capital cities are the furthest from their respective price peaks. In Hobart, though, house prices over the most recent quarter did continue to decline, and they were de- they declined by two point nine percent over the most recent quarter. But that um, is actually lower compared to what we had been seeing. So the downturn is losing momentum, but we have seen some consecutive quarters of decline, and it means that house prices are now 
almost 10% below the peak that was reached early in 2022. And actually that 9.9% fall over the year um, is the fastest annual decline on record for house prices in Hobart. So, you know, this is new territory really for the Hobart housing market, which I think, you know, historically hadn't seen these big swings in price as much as it is seeing today. Know your property with us on the Real Estate Podcast. So if you were able to speak to yourself before you did the very first reno, what would you say to yourself back then now that you've done so many of these renos? Um, Do as much education on renovating as you can before you start. And what has been some of those key things that you thought, gee, I wish I had have done a little bit more exploratory work on finding out some more information in this area? Some of the finishes. So um, like, for example, uh, this current one that I'm doing, um, we're laying travertine floors for the first time, whereas normally I would lay timber floors and haven't done it, you know, at all in in a living area. So there's a lot more things to consider when laying tiles in a living area and think to what there are just in a bathroom. So it's, you know, you learn things on the go and the first time you do things, it always takes more time and costs more money, but it's education for the next time. um, And, you know, it's all on the job training, you know, in that respect. Yeah. Now, last year we were talking about the the whole renovation aspect, and then of course we had the the price of building costs going through the roof, uh, especially with the materials. So a lot of people sort of pulled back from renovating, but it sounds like you haven't. You've just kept on going. Yeah, and look, you know, in my experience, what I've been doing, there's some materials that have gone up timber in particular, which everyone knows about. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm using travertine flooring this time. Um, but overall, look, you know, there's price changes in, in everything, but I haven't noticed massive differences apart from timber um, in the products that I use. And, you know, a lot of that comes down to selection at the time. And if something's more expensive, then I'll just choose something else because, you know, in these ones, they're renovating for a profit. So it's, um, I don't use cheap materials. I The homes that I renovate, higher spec, higher price point properties. So, you know, there's a lot of care and, and you know, and, and um, time that gets spent on selecting the finishes that I use in each of the homes. We unpack all the important stuff so you're better informed. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Being local here, living local, you, you get to know what's going on and we're pretty resilient in the eastern suburbs and, and, and that's no disrespect to across the board in, east, in, in Sydney or, or New South Wales. Um, but we have seen a bit of a change over the period of COVID and everything else. Interest rates and, and supply and demand are still the two biggest influences on our marketplace. At the moment, interest rates are probably working against the seller. That's not going to change, but uh, supply and demand is definitely um, very much in favour of the seller. There's not a lot of choice out there. And if that does change, then the market might toughen up a little bit. But I still think that we'll uh, have people transacting. And I think it's a great opportunity for people to uh, definitely to upgrade at the moment. Now, in terms of winter, which is on the way, of course, you're dealing with quality stock. How much of a factor does the winter play with regard to the quality stuff that you're bringing to market? 
Listen, it does have an influence, but I look at every property on its merit. So if it's got the best aspect, if it's got an orderly aspect, then I think you can sell it any month of the year. And again, you know, the supply and demand will work in your favour if you're actually going in probably, you know, uh, the winter months or the, the colder months. We are a beachside location where I predominantly work, but the stock levels will generally come down a little bit. But in saying that, you know, the markets have been changed and uh, aren't going to the normal traditional marketplaces like it did do pre-COVID. COVID, but COVID changed a lot of things. Uh, but generally speaking, I think we'll have an even pass through then, but I do believe that spring will be pretty full on. After Christmas, as we headed into 2023, there were a lot of fence sitters. They just decided vendors not to sell. I think that the worm is uh, turning a little bit in that regard. How are you finding that in your area there in Coogee? Yeah, definitely having more stronger conversation with owners looking to come to market now where previously, like you said, they were sitting on the fence a bit. And I think that's probably a little bit to do with their feeling and maybe feeling a little bit of the pinch of uh, of the, the mortgage stress, so to speak. Generally, uh, I think mortgage stress more uh, has effect on different sort of uh, property sectors. And what I mean by property sectors, I mean different price ranges, people who are talking in that sort of, uh, I suppose, three and a half to five and a half have had time in the market people who own properties that are worth more than five more than likely i think the high percentage of them have probably had a long time in the marketplace so their equity in their property is what rather outperforming their their mortgage so the the interest rates aren't really affecting them but i think at the lower end of the cycle uh, we'll see some turnover um but again that also leaves opportunity for those who want to turn it over and potentially upgrade because in, in regards to certain cycles you know i, I think there's a there's a definite effect in regards to the mortgage stress. Um, but at the you know at the middle sector or the lower sector, I think the mortgages might be slightly higher. Therefore, that the, you know the in- increase of interest rates and what the repayments are uh, may have some sort of effect. Just a couple of days ago, we were talking to Trudy, and she was telling us about these renovations that she is doing. What's happening with some of these properties where they need a little bit of attention? Fixer uppers is the there's still some resistance with people sort of buying these properties? Well, I think King Street fits perfectly into that scenario. Um, I, would, I mean, you could knock it down, but I think it was um, a perfect fixer-upper. It was a beautiful um, Victorian-style home. I think at the moment there is probably a bit of a reluctance, whereas, you know, back 18 months ago, I would say this was probably the most popular property because everyone wanted to build and renovate and been watching the block and all that sort of thing. But at the moment, I think with all the scares around um, the building industry, you know, sadly what's happened with um, Porter Davis and a few other building companies, people are just too nervous to go down that path. So, the turnkey properties seem to be very, very popular and actually selling quite you know massive prices. Um, whereas um, I think there's some really good opportunity in this um, renovator space at the moment, especially if you know what you're doing yourself and roll your own sleeves up and do um, some of the work and not have to um, incur the costs. Yeah, that is definitely the way to do it if you have the know-how and the ability, of course. So moving forward, where do you see things sort of going for you over the next two, three, four months? Because, of course, winter is coming up. We want to keep the roll on with these clearance rates going there in Melbourne. It's really hard to pick exactly what's going to happen moving forward. But, you know, obviously we've been looking into some of the stats around migration and they reckon there's about 400,000 people entering the country before 
40 in at a year. Um, then on top of that, there's just no listings around um, and the tight rental market at the moment. So they all really are suggesting that the market should start moving again. Um, the interest rates is the only scary part about all that, but I'd rather say optimistic, Craig. So <laughs> I'll say um, I think it's going to be positive. Well, it's good to remain positive, right? But the the thing is, I think you're not alone because when I ask you that question, you say, well, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure where the market is going to go. And I think a lot of people have that sentiment at the moment, whereas you go back 12 months ago, you knew sort of roughly where the market was going, even after it can be argued after Christmas, New Year. But right now in May, your sentiment is in line with a lot of people's thinking, just not sure which way it's going to go. Correct. I would say if I really had to pick it, it might just stay a balanced market, which I think is the best kind of market really anyway. When it's when it takes off too fast, I, I'm always a bit scary of what's coming after that. And obviously when it um, hits rock bottom, that's um, never good for anybody. So, you know, maybe with the interest rate rises, but, but then along with the tight listings and the migration, hopefully it just stays a bit balanced. We can see some turnover of property. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 